0: You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. Today's show is, of course, going to be White Sox and Jose Ramirez heavy uh, where to begin? Should we talk about the current ongoing game? Let's talk about the what has occurred in this game so far. Uh, it is going on while I am recording. There are currently two outs. The bottom of the 7th Cleveland is up 7-4. What just happened here uh, was bases loaded. But uh, I got a little distracted. I was looking up some stats. A sack fly by Fran uh, Mel Reyes. And then the runners advanced uh, from 2nd to 3rd. Two outs. Naik went in. This is a game I would have honestly predicted for the Indians to win because Dane Dunning is an unknown quantity who has pitched pretty well this year. But Savali, uh, even with his struggles and even with this not being one of his best games of late, uh, has still been one of the top 30 or so pitchers in the American League. I would have bet on the known over the unknown in this situation. Now let's talk about what has occurred in this game uh, just in terms of player performance. So Savali... Let's go into his game log and talk about that. There was a point in time where he was amongst the top 10 or so pitchers in the league in terms of his production. Uh, you look over his last few starts, uh, it's almost in every other thing. Two runs, four runs, two runs, five runs before that, four runs in this one. Uh, kind of back and forth pretty much since the end of August. Seen that ERA, uh, which early in August was a 2-8-4, has crept up. Now it's almost to a 4, I believe. Uh, Let's see, in today's game, yeah, 399. Not quite as dominant. Right now, honestly, I don't think he's the Indians' number 2 starter if the postseason started tomorrow. I'm not sure if he's the Indians' number 3 starter if the postseason started tomorrow. I think we've really gotten to the point where Savali is maybe coming out of the pen for the Indians. He's their 4th best starter. I don't think that's really up for debate um, after the course of the year. And he's kind of regressing more towards the mean. Now, if I go over to Fangraph's um, jump on, I have offensive stats open. But if I were to look at some pitching stats, curious to see how he still measures up in something like FIP or WAR for the Indians. Uh, you know, Obviously, Shane Bieber is the best pitcher in baseball, so he's kind of heads and tails above everyone else. But Savali uh, is entering this game. He's 26th in FIP and is one4 War, entering the game through fan graphs, would have been good enough to tie him for 26th as well. So it hasn't been the top 30 or so pitchers. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that he is, you know, 27th. I mean, basically tied for uh, War and for um, FIP is Carrasco with Savali. act just does not have enough to qualify. That's part of what's holding him back. In these overall ranks, but Carrasco is equal to him. But Carrasco is just missing more bats. Uh, he's also walking more guys. But Carrasco, if you're not paying attention, which how many people realize he's got a strikeout for nine over ten? His uh, his strikeout rate right now is 14th best in baseball. But uh, we can do some more love for Carrasco in a bit. But I think it's pretty obvious that if you go in the postseason, you need you're likely to run Bieber, Carrasco, then 2, One, two, three. If you need a fourth at Savali, uh, Mackenzie is clearly kind of more of a pen arm for the postseason, and that might be where he works uh, the best overall. So that a note on the, the just the pitching in this one so far. We'll see what happens with the uh, the rest of the pen. Uh, Whitgren, how about 14 pitches? He has three strikeouts. Uh, another likely strong performance. I'm assuming they won't send him out um, again in this one because that's how they've been operating things. Josh Naylor, two for three. Nice to see him playing. Nice to see that. Uh, Jose Ramirez, two for three, a double, and his 16th home run of the year. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, two hits in this one. A walk by both Hernandez and Jose Ramirez. Santana, one hit, one walk, but also has an intentional walk. So that's three times that he has reached base. And then you've got, you know, Franmel, Naquin, Perez, and DeShields with with Ophers. DeShields does have a walk in this one. Lindor also has a two-hit game. So, uh, and Naylor has a double for one of those two hits. Let's talk about Jose Ramirez. So that home run takes him up to 16 on the year. And if you're keeping track or you listened to yesterday's podcast, that moves him into a tie for third, barring whatever is happening in today's action. Jose Abreu has 18. Luke Voigt has 21. Also with 16, Manny Machado, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Nelson Cruz, Teoscar Hernandez, and Adam Duvall, the most unlikely candidate to be there, uh, I think, on that entire list. Now, it's also interesting that uh, Duvall is the only one with a war under one, and the only other player in the top 15 with a war under one is Matt Olson. Uh, Defensive issues in both situations. So the Indians, when you're looking at this matchup in particular against the White Sox, one can make a strong case That four of the best MVP candidates are in this game. Uh, The top two Cy Young candidates in the American League, Giolito and Bieber, are there. Now, Giolito doesn't get the love he probably should because Bieber has just been otherworldly when you're looking at, uh, you know, Fangraph's war entering the game. Uh, Jose Ramirez leads all American League batters. uh, 2.8 to Jose Abreu, the White Sox, 2.7. Yes, I mocked his contract again. I know nothing about baseball. Uh, Tim Anderson at a 2.5. His value has been steadily rising. He just continues to make unreal contact. I don't know how he does it. Defensively, not as hot for him there. That could be something that holds him back. Uh, let's see. Who are the other American? Anthony Rendon is the other American League bat who's kind of up there in WAR. This is kind of the first year. Like I mean, Mike Trout is a l- little bit behind Rendon. It's it's his. It's a down year for Trout. Uh, <laughs> and it's. I'm laughing because a down year for Trout is, like, he's going to be fifth in the American League in war instead of, like, significantly ahead of everyone else, but Jose Ramirez is making a late push for MVP, uh, something the Indians have not had since Al Rosen in, did I see 53 today? That could be wrong. That's top of my head. I believe I saw that earlier today. Uh, 16th home run is just going to help continue to make that case for him. If... You're looking at the old school stats, the RBIs, which are worthless, will hurt him. But at the same time, the home runs, batting average is not the highest. I mean, it's not a bad batting average; he's just not hitting over 300. So it's kind of the you know the old school versus new school. He actually has the lowest bat pip of uh, anyone outside of Anthony Rendon's. Right about him, everyone else is uh, is pretty high in this top. 20 range so he's uh he's been he hasn't been lucky a lot of these guys have been have been very lucky in their uh short seasons Ramirez has just been great he does a bit of everything and brings a ton of value and is legitimately should be getting more MVP talk than he has so far this year uh let's talk about Carlos Santana sixth home run of the year he is there's no way they're picking up his option I've already talked about that that is his first home run since the 8th of the month, and if you want his uh, his previous home run before that, you have to go back to the 28th of August. So that's today was home run 6, that's home run 5 and home run 4. Power just has not been there. He's probably going to lead the league in walks. Um, let's go double check that. Make sure that uh, that hasn't fallen off with him at all. I'm sure walk percentage, he's got to be near the top. He has a Aaron Hicks. He has a six-walk lead on Aaron Hicks entering the day. Did not expect to see Hicks being the next guy up for that category. But yeah, uh, he still has some value, but uh, man, the production and the power just has not been there for the Cleveland Indians so far this year with Carlos Santana. It's why it's kind of odd that he is still their four-hitter. His on-base percentage is better than Lindor's. Uh, There's a, a strong case that those two players should be flipped. I mean, there is a very strong case that Lindor should be 4 and Santana 1, because Santana gets on base more. Uh, Yeah, I I think you could make that case pretty honestly with those two players. But that's where we are in this one. Uh, Not too much else to talk about. We talked about the great of... Ramirez, we talked about the Santana home run, and we talked about Savali. So for the second half of the show today, we will then dive into the Chicago White Sox, talk about the continuing parts of this series, what to pay attention to, and we will do our one-to-one breakdown as we do. Okay, Indeed.com. Uh, if you are out there and you are hiring, Indeed is the place to go. It is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. It gives you full control and payment flexibility. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time. There's no long-term contracts. It is there for when you need it, and when you don't need it, you can wait. It has powerful tools, most notably the sponsor jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. 73% of online job seekers visit Indeed each month, and they will get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million other businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Uh, Go to Indeed and get the help you need rockauto.com they have been with us all year they've been a constant sponsor and rockauto.com brings you the parts you need for your car for your truck at fantastic prices you can go there right now and shop and compare it's a great tool to make sure that you are getting a good deal and you will see that RockAuto is going to save you money on the parts for your cars and remember when you go to rockauto.com that you wanna enter locked on, locked on MOB, locked on Indians in the little box of how did you hear about us so they know that we sent you there. Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving customers online for 20 years. They have, they, instead of having a bunch of little stores in that overhead, it's one central stop. They're gonna keep, they have the savings that they pass on to you, the consumer. So go to rockauto.com, go find the parts and pieces you need for your car, do it as a favor to yourself, save yourself some money, And when you do go, write in the, how did you hear about us? Locked on, Indians locked on, MLB locked on. Okay, Chicago White Sox, currently the number two seed. The Indians' magic number, side note, is two if you missed it. So when tonight gets their magic number down to one. The Indians are currently the seventh seed in the postseason, uh, which would have them match up against this very same Chicago White Sox team that they have played very well against throughout this year. Now... For the rest of this series, what is my you know prediction? Uh, Bieber versus Lopez, advantage Indians. Plesak versus Giolito. It's going to be advantage White Sox, though. Plesak has been otherworldly. Giolito has been arguably the number two pitcher in the American League. And McKenzie versus Keuchel, I would go with the White Sox in that one. So a 2-2 split is how I am shaking up this series uh, for the Cleveland Indians. We'll see. Uh, hopefully today holds form. And the Indians will get this win. Everything is uh, far from decided, though. Let's let's be honest. A three-run lead against an offense this good, with the way the Penn has performed and the way this team has been managed, does not feel like a sure bet. Uh, you know, it feels like a good bet, but I'm not willing to just lock it up and say they are set, they are good, they are done. This is a win. So this White Sox team. Let's just do a, a position by position comparison. When you compare these squads, should we just start a catcher and move around the infield? Yasmani Grandel has not been as good as I think the White Sox had hoped. That is not to say he has been bad uh, or that he has been a disappointment. There's a lot of things that go into catchers. There's a lot of value he brings uh, to this team. And when you look at you know who are the league leaders and catchers, who has the at-bats? to qualify as a catcher, someone who's been up enough to even qualify. There's only six guys who qualify amongst all catchers in terms of uh, having had enough at-bats. Travis dearned who the Braves went out and got, actually leads the league in WRC+. Uh, fantastic pickup for his value. He has been great. What a solid move by the Braves. And you got Real Muto. Then you've got Austin Nola, who the Padres went out to get. Then you have Grandel, who still at a 119 WRC+. I believe that would be second best on the Indians. Christian Vasquez of the Red Sox, and then Wilson Contreras of the Cubs. So, pretty clear win for the White Sox at catcher when we compare these squads. Moving on to first base, uh, for as good as through his career, Carlos Santana has been traditionally the better one in this matchup. Jose Abreu has been one of the best players in baseball in all season. Easy win, easy, win? easy win for the White Sox two position lead for them heading into second base comparing second base Nick Madrigal has you know he's had his ups and downs as a rookie uh has not quite taken off at the position has also had some injury issues this year the Indians have gotten steady production I think you give Cesar Hernandez the edge in this comparison but it's a close one because Madrigal has been more effective he's only had 23 games but in those 23 games he has been better than Cesar Hernandez offensively Worst defensively, Cesar Hernandez, when you look at some of the, I won't have time to get into the fielding Bible stuff that got released today. He's been awesome at second defensively. He brings a lot of value there. The bat has been steady, not great, but steady, Uh, magical. It's been a strong bat, but a short period of time. That's why I'm going to still give advantage Indians. Francisco Lindor, now this is a hard position because Francisco Lindor has been playing better. He's been a solid, steady, Productive shortstop this year. Not quite the high level performer that we have necessarily seen in years past with him, where he was undoubtedly the top shortstop in the game. Uh, Tim Anderson's been better than him, and he was really good last year. I and mean, right now, WRC, Francisco Lindor is in runs created 12 between Didi Gregarius and Dansby Swanson. He's a point ahead of Dansby Swanson right now. Uh, he's down at a 106. So. The defensive value, Lindor is still, you know, top of the heap there, and Anderson's a little below average. I think you give it to Anderson. I mean, I think you could call it a push, but I think with what Anderson has done as an MVP candidate this year, you give advantage there. So that takes up back to a, a two-spot advantage to the Chicago White Sox. Do I need to talk about third base? Uh, Juan Mankato has been a solid performer. I'm sure I just butchered his name. But his WRC plus is in ninety eight, brings good defensive value. But uh, Jose Ramirez could be your front runner for the MVP right now. Advantage Indians, so a one point lead going into the outfield. That is exactly the words you do not want to hear if you're an Indians fan. Eloy Jimenez has been a strong bat all year in left field. I don't even need to go into the Indians outfield to tell you that's advantage White Sox. That's a two point lead moving on to center. Luis Robert. Uh, again, I don't need to compare. He's number two, maybe number three. Uh, cooled off a little bit in the AL Rookie of the Year, where Ryan Mount, Mountcastle with Baltimore has uh, shot up. Kyle Lewis is clearly the Rookie of the Year to me, though. Uh, Roberto clearly advantage White Sox. That's a three-position advantage. Moving into right field, uh, Nomar Mazzara uh, battled you know, health issues. He has peered in 36 games this year. Below average production, WRC plus is 64. And, I mean, defensively, traditionally, he's been a pretty terrible defender. He's been closer to average this year. Uh, The Indians in right field, your Naquin Luplo platoon has not been any better. I'm going to add, the best I can call this is a push. Uh, Right field has been a continued issue for the White Sox, and it is the Indians' whole outfield is an issue. So you're looking at a push for that position. So that's a three position advantage for the Chicago White Sox. Starting pitching-wise, uh, you know we know about the Indians and their, their top-end production. I've talked about the starting rotation many a time for these Cleveland Indians. For the Chicago White Sox, there are some big question marks after Giolito. They have Lucas Giolito, who, again, want to make a case, is the second-best pitcher in the American League. Dallas Keuchel has been steady, solid. I don't think he's necessarily a, a world-breaker. Dane Dunning has pitched very well for them. You're pro- that's probably their 1 2 3 right now. If you're talking about what is their postseason rotation, Giolito, Keiko, Dunning, uh, of course you would take Bieber, Carrasco, and Plisak over that 1 2 3. Their 4, um, depending on health, maybe you're looking at Rondone, maybe you're looking at, uh, oh, am I blanking, uh, Dylan Cease or Reynaldo Lopez. But at the same time, like I said, their 1 2 3 is really where the value is, and that's what gets them. Uh, has played well for them this year They've got three And man, Dunning, Giolito And Lopez, remember all three of those guys Came over for Adam Eaton uh, What a deal that turned out to be For the Chicago White Sox But uh, starting pitching advantage Cleveland, so that takes the White Sox to a Two spot advantage Bullpen uh, The White Sox have been known For you know their strength of their bullpen And it always feels like the next guy up uh, Colome has been great this year. Cody Huauer, H- maybe, has been strong as well. Uh, Jay Spry has been a bit up and down. Matt Foster has had some moments for them. Uh, Jimmy Cordero pitched in this one today. They called up first-rounder Garrett Crochet. They do miss guys like Marshall, who had pitched well this year, and Aaron Bummer, who they went and gave that multi-year contract to, who had performed really well. The, the pen is a bit beat up. You go over and you look at Cleveland's bullpen right now, um, I would take Hand and Karen Chalk over anything in the White Sox pen. Uh, that's just how I can't believe I'm saying that based at the start of the year. But that's where we are. And honestly, one can make a case that Whitgren has been as good as, as Hugh Auer has been. So the, the Indians have a pen advantage right now. Uh, I don't know how this pen has uh, done that, but that is where this bullpen is. Uh, as long as they are staying away from Phil Maton, uh, you're... you're When you're relying on the high end of this pen, Whitgrin, Whitgrin, Karen Chalk, and Hand, that's going to keep you in most games. Uh, That's going to be as good as most teams' back end. It's been kind of ridiculous that uh, they have turned those three. I mean, Karen Chalk's always had the stuff. It's just consistently... I mean, Whitgrin, remember, was a guy that got for free last year. He was designated for assignment by Miami. Uh, And then Hand was that trade... Uh, That, again, San Diego would gladly do that trade back uh, in a heartbeat right now. And that has just continued to pay dividends for Cleveland. So advantage Indians with the bullpen. That gives a one-spot advantage to the White Sox overall in this one. If you want to go back and call Lindor and Anderson a toss-up, then you could say this is a toss-up series in general. You could also, though, like I said, you could go in there and declare magical. Maybe the advantage because you like what you've seen in the short time or because the Indians' outfield situation has been so terrible this year. Maybe you decide that uh, what Nomar Mazara, who's also been terrible, has done is enough to give them a slight advantage. It's it's a lot of... That's how close these two teams are in talent and production. And that is what's going to make this a very interesting series. You're seeing a a potential postseason preview. Like, let's be honest with that. And this is potentially... Mm -hmm who the Indians are gonna face in the first round of the playoffs. There's a very good chance of that. So pay attention to the White Sox, pay attention to the depth here, pay attention to what you're seeing. Uh, I mean, maybe if you're the Indians with the success they have, the White Sox are the team you're hoping to face. Uh, The Indians have been so strong against them this year. Uh, They lead the series four to two. Everything holds currently two, two outs, bottom of the eighth, going to the bottom of the ninth. We should see Hand come in to close it out a 5-2 advantage with three games to play. Uh, yeah, they could win the last three, and then it's a 5-5 five, five and doesn't seem as grand. But still, it's they have looked better against the White Sox than they have against, say, the Twins or even the Royals of late. So uh, the White Sox are probably the team you want to face for whatever reason they are a team whose number they've had. Now, we have seen that matter very little in the postseason, but at the same time, the White Sox pitching issues, the lack of depth in their pen right now, and the overall rotation, you know, Dane Dunning is a small amount of the season where he's been very successful. He didn't start the year at the team. So you're looking at, you know, a fantastic pitcher, but no one is as good as Bieber. Then you're looking at Dallas Keuchel, who's been, I mean, he's been in line with Carrasco and Savali, if we're being fair. And then Dunning at his peak has been somewhat similar to Plesak, but in all those situations, you still probably give the Indians a slight advantage in terms of the pitching matchups. Lineup wise, though, I mean, the White Sox clearly have the advantage there. So it's going to come down to pitching. And again, pay attention. This is a potential postseason preview with, uh, what, if we don't count this game, six games left in the season. Indians with a magic number of two. A win tonight gets it down to one. A win tonight and an Astros loss means the Indians clinch clinch the postseason. And, you know, we've said it many times. Once you get to the postseason, it's anyone's game. Anything can happen. And when you have a pitcher like Shane Bieber with what he has done this year, Uh, no one's going to want to face you in a short series. He gives the Indians such an advantage. I have been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Lockdown Indians Podcast. Thank you for listening, reading, and reviewing. I do have to still give a shout-out to the new iTunes reviewer. That will happen on tomorrow's show. Uh, That helps so much with the growth of this show. And as always, go Tribe.